Welcome to the Pet Photographers Club. Tune in as experts share their insights to help grow your business with higher sales, creative marketing, and kick-arse business strategies. Now on to the show. Hello and welcome back to the Pet Photographers Club. I'm your host, Kirsty McConnell, and today I'm chatting with Jeff Brown, who you may know. He is the photographer's mentor. We've spoken about him pretty recently on the club when Chris Miller was on a few episodes ago. He was mentioning that he did the LinkedIn course with Jeff, and I'm sure a few of the listeners, you guys might know him from a few other things, a few other places as well. But today I'm excited to get Jeff onto the show to dive into something new. So Jeff, welcome. Thank you for joining me. It's my pleasure. It's great to be here. (laughs) So just for those who don't know you, just quick overview of how you ended up becoming the photographer's mentor, where you're based in the world, and then we'll go from there. Great. Well, so so I'm a a photographer myself, although not practicing uh, commercially anymore now, just doing it for for my own enjoyment. And my journey in photography started as a military photographer with the Royal Navy. I then went on to work with the intelligence services for two years as an image analysis. And when, when I was working for them, I started doing lots of portraits and, and weddings for people and, and thought, this is really good. I can make some money for this. So I ended up leaving the military. But when I left the military, I got, you get a decent sized grant to spend on resettlement back into civilian life. And that was seven and a half thousand pounds, which I spent on marketing. And that really got me into the whole marketing and branding bug. And then my business partner or future business partner left six months after that. He was a military photographer and he got seven and a half thousand. So we spent all this money on the marketing and branding aspect. And that's what helped develop our business. And we ended up having five businesses. Then fast forward to to now, I've, I've come away from the actual photography. I've set up the, 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 the mentoring program, which has been going now for about six or seven years. And I work with photographers in no less than 22 countries around the world. I've also written three best-selling books. And I'm soon to become president of the British Institute of Professional Photographers. I think that's going to be announced in the next couple of weeks because I've made it my mission to really help photographers everywhere in the world understand the value of brand and marketing because images alone aren't going to make us money. We've got to have a premium brand. We've got to market ourselves correctly and get the right message out there. Wow, I didn't know about that. Jeff, congratulations on the on the appointment. <laughs> when do you Thank you. When do you take uh, Well, it was it was confirmed a couple of weeks ago and they're going to I think it's the the official release is going to be in their magazine in the next week and a half. I've just had to write my sort of my little article to go in, but it it's it's going to put me in a position where I can I can really help more people and get that message across there. And also I I feel that for the BIPP, the BIPP itself needs needs to change direction a bit more and be the professional association that helps photographers succeed. Because ultimately, if you're professional, that's what you want. You know, mm-hmm. it, it's all about it's all about building that brand and making money. Because pretty pictures don't pay the mortgage, but pretty pictures with a strong brand and and the right marketing do. Mm-hmm. Well, that's really exciting times ahead. So. Yeah, great. Congratulations. Now, you Thank said you. something in your intro that definitely grabbed my attention <laughs> was that you spent your £7,500 on marketing. So can we just, this was not where we were going to go in the direction of the, the <laughs> interview, but typical, I know. So um, let's not get stuck in the weeds too much, but can you give us an overview of where that money went? 
So I didn't actually spend the seven and a half thousand on marketing itself. I spent the seven and a half thousand because because I couldn't have done that with the 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 grant that you get from the military. It has to be on training. So obviously we're, we're fairly well trained photographers. You know the military does it does have quite an intensive photography training program and support all the way through your career so i thought well we're fairly well trained we don't need to go off and do more photography courses and and we can adapt what we've done to weddings and portraits but we don't know how to run a business so that that money was spent on marketing courses and business courses the first course i ever did was by an american guy called charles lewis and that was back in 2002 i think while i was still in the military and that was, funny enough, we used to get a parcel sent out with CDs in and you had to listen to the CD and then do your work books and stuff. But And at, that, at the time, that was quite expensive. I think it was about £4,000. And that completely, it was like a, a wake-up call because a lot of the stuff that was taught in there wasn't new. It wasn't like groundbreaking new sort of marketing. This is marketing and branding that has been around for about 100 years, probably longer, you know. But as photographers, you don't think about it. You, as photographers, we we think, right, we create a pretty picture, we put it on a, a website, and people will come along and buy. That's it. But our consumers aren't other photographers. Our customers aren't other photographers. They're actually consumers who have been branded and marketed to for for ever since they were they were born. And we need to communicate to them in the language of consumers, not in the language of photographers. And then that suddenly became relevant. And even though there were much more experienced and much better skilled photographers out there than us at the time, because we'd been photographing tanks and guns and people in military uniform and ships and stuff like that. When we went into the wedding market, we became very successful very quickly with very little experience. But our customers were buying our brand, our perceived value, and everything we we wanted them to think, feel, and believe about us. They weren't buying the images because to them, our images were the same as everybody else's. You know, seven hundred and fifty weddings, and most people would just say, "Oh, they look so clear," or "Oh, it's just the way I imagined the day would be." And never had a bride say to me, "Jeff, I really like the depth of field on that." And I love the leading lines on that picture because they can't see that, but they can see the outer, the outer brand. And that's what attracted them. Mm -hmm. Yeah, makes sense. I want to get deep into, you know, how we can do that today, how we can, you know, build that brand and everything shortly. But just before we do, quick question. Mm -hmm. Today, if I was starting a brand new business, let's pretend I have no experience at all. I'm starting a brand new photography business and I have seven and a half. Okay, let's make it 15 grand today yeah i have 15 grand that's been handed to me that i can spend let's pretend i can spend on anything though where would you suggest that that money goes well first of all i don't think you need to spend a lot of money that's the funny that's the the crazy thing you don't need to spend a lot of money the first thing you need to do and and i think this is the most powerful powerful part of branding and marketing that photographers skip is actual the brand itself so brand is everything you want your customer to think feel and believe about you and your photography now brand comes from colors fonts the look the feel and if you have a brand that is premium so 
you know what, funny enough, you actually know what a premium brand is. Even if you've got no experience in marketing, you know what a premium brand is because you're attracted to them. You can walk down the high street and, and see what is a premium restaurant and what is a, a low-end restaurant because of the way what is called curbside appeal, how it looks to you from the outside because you've been educated that these certain collections of fonts and colors and feel and, and all these little bits give that sort of premium ooze to it so if you can project that through your your website your marketing your social media and look very high end the perceived value of what you have to offer is greater because people think oh that looks premium premium means higher quality better better service so they now start to have a higher perceived value if you go into a store and see you know some standard candles and then these really nice beautifully boxed candles that you know are handmade and they've got lovely fonts on and you will pay more for that because it just has that it's that bespoke sort of high-end feel so what you need to do one of the first things is start to look at brands that your ideal clients love and they're attracted to so the brand research and the colors and fonts are so so important because that can portray a message that if not right, can actually just drop the perceived value of your brand. So, Jeff, your- when when you say the brand, you're referring to colours and fonts quite a bit. So are you thinking at the moment when you're saying this only visuals in terms of like logo, fonts, colours, this kind of thing? Or are you incorporating in brand also you know the the bigger the bigger picture that also incorporates, you know, the language that you use and this kind of thing? Yeah, so so your brand is everything you want your customers to think, feel, and believe. So you need to ultimately get that across in the in the message that you have on your on your website text and in your brochures and your social media. If you want them to think that you're a ph- photographer who cares, who has their best interests at heart, who's you know who's a dog lover too, then you need to communicate that. On our first ever website. We didn't go into, yes, you know, we didn't say things like, you know, I first got a camera when I was 17 year old and we didn't talk about cameras. We didn't really talk much about photography. We talked about what we, how we wanted brides and grooms to feel when we were working with them because with the first business was the wedding website and how that would completely put them at ease that, you know, we'd, we'd take all, we'd take care of the day. So they didn't have to worry about anything. We'd bring them to the right place at the right time. All they had to worry about and care about was mixing and enjoying the day with their families and friends and people they loved the most. And we even said, because between us, we'd photographed most of the royal family and quite a lot of heads of state as military photographers. And we said it's with the same care and attention that we put into photographing the royalty that we will put into photographing you on your wedding day. So it was all about the service and because remember, customer service is a big, huge thing. You know, if you go to a restaurant and have a, a brilliant meal, but the customer service is crap, you're not going to go back. So your brand is more than just the visual aspect. It's all about that service and, you know, communicating, I'm going to look after you and and, and, and giving that really nice feel about it. And and it's how do you want people to feel when they perceive you and, and, and interact with you? Mm-hmm. Okay. Now, Earlier on, you or just before, you mentioned the example of a storefront. You know, you walk past a storefront and and you immediately, as a consumer, understand where they sit in the market, if they're premium or or entry level or, or whatever. Now, 
as a photographer, most of us, especially I'd say most of our listeners, don't have a studio with a storefront or even maybe don't even have a studio. So like you with your weddings, like I think I caught before, our storefront, I guess, is our website. Is that is that what you're thinking? Yes. Yeah. So your website is effectively your shop window to the world. Yeah. Alrighty. So what can we do on our website that kind of helps with this, this branding, making our client, you know, feel what we want them to feel, see what they want, we want them to see and all of this kind of thing. Well, there's the, the, the very first important bit is to realize that behavior on websites have changed. Now, you know, when, when I started out, professionally after leaving the military back in 2004 everyone was visiting websites through through laptops and through desktops so you would go to a website the process was a lot slower you would click on a website you had all the navigation buttons across the top and you'd probably take your time going through the navigation now people are faster moving you know Reports are, it's, it's, it's between about three seconds, three to 10 seconds is the maximum somebody will spend on your website if they're not engaged. Now, three seconds probably allows them just enough time to look at your initial, what you call the hero section, the banner, the first bit of your website. You need to grab their, their attention straight away. So now you need a website that, first of all, is super fast loading. A website that isn't complex, the navigation is stripped right back. Because if you create what I call and what Google is effectively looking for as well, because Google's SEO and what is important to Google now is what's on that homepage. And also for the clients as well, because of the client's behavior. Clients are now landing on websites from mobile devices and they're doing the same interaction as they do on Facebook and on LinkedIn and on Instagram. They're scrolling. They're, they're not going across navigation buttons. They want a website that is super fast loading, connects with them, isn't complicated. They don't, they don't want to be trying to find, oh, how do I find out the price? How do I find out what's included in this package? What do I do next? All of that needs to be communicated on one simple scrolling website. And that is what is called a scroll to sale website because Google knows the behavior has changed. And that is how we like to, to consume content. And ultimately, what you've got to remember is your website should have a single purpose. So if you go to my website, my website, single purpose is to pre-qualify people who want to work with me to a price. So that, that's why my price is on there on the website. And then direct them to take the next step. And the next step with my website is to book a consultation call. You can only do four things when you land on someone's website. You can call them directly. You can make a direct purchase. You can leave your email address in exchange for something, or you can schedule a consultation call for the future. That's, that is the own, only four things you can actually do to get in touch with the photographer. The fifth thing you can do is hit the back button and go to the next search result where somebody prompts you. So your website must be a call to action to get people to do one of those four things because if they don't do one of those four things and they go, that's it, they've gone. There's no point in having 4,000 unique views per month if nobody's actually getting in touch with you. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that makes sense. Now, Jeff, you mentioned a couple of times then the recent Google changes, and I want to get into those in a bit more detail because I think it's something that's quite overwhelming for for many of us, myself included, actually, like trying to keep up with like 
I mean, it's bad enough that we have to keep up with the algorithms of like Instagram and Facebook and the changing things that they bring in. And now like also with Google, you know, it feels like, yeah, everything is changing really quickly. And I, and I know you understand a lot of that pretty well. So I want to get into the details of that, but I'm going to save that for the second half of this interview for our members only. <laughs> so I think we might, what we might do is wrap up part one now, before we do that, how can the listener find out more about what it is and what you offer them? So you can go along to my website, which is thephotographersmentor.com. And I also have the photography website company that creates these scroll to a sill websites, which is called thephotographersuite.com. You can also find me on LinkedIn, Jeff Brown, the photographer's mentor, and on Facebook, Jeff Brown, the photographer's mentor. And do reach out, drop me a connection, drop me a friend request. If you have any questions at all, drop me a message. I always respond back. I'm here to help people in the industry, you know, build their brand. And, and so if I can, if I can help you, if I can answer your question, I will just leave you a little voice clip. You know, that, that it doesn't, information and, and a little bit of advice doesn't cost. I'm more than happy to do that. Excellent. Thank you so much, Jeff. And I will pop the links to what you've just mentioned into the show notes. That's it for part one of this episode. If you're a member of the club, you can continue listening to part two in the member zone or better yet in your favorite podcast player with your private RSS feed. Don't forget if you're not a member yet, you can join today. It's just 10 bucks a month. Club membership includes loads of perks and bonus content. So head on over to the Pet Photographers Club dot com slash join you can join us today thanks for listening to the pet photographers club to subscribe to the podcast check out other episodes and keep up to date head to the pet photographers club dot com